There's people, there's people who would probably have never gotten into game programming if it weren't for ROMs. Yeah, I'm, and I'm completely fine hacking. with that. You're, you're fine with I'm that non-existing. Yeah, so you're I'm fine. fine. With that. Because you heard it here first. Gerald will kill your dreams. Because. Welcome back to Digitally Distracted. I am Game Dave. I'm Gerald. And it's time for another wonderful episode. But today it's going to be a little intense, Gerald. And I know you you don't have a lot of background in this, but that might actually be beneficial okay. because you'll have sort of a different outlook on this. And your understanding of art and media will also be beneficial. So this is a topic I have discussed on the channel in a separate video, which uh, went a bit... I would say semi-viral, hmm. semi-viral. So to give you some background on this, um, emulation and ROMs is kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit here. And to give you the real background, Gerald, and for our viewers who may not be well-versed in emulation and ROMs, an emulator essentially is a software executable program that emulates, in this respect, an old video game console. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure you've seen limited things with that at the very least with your experience in emulation and ROM. So Correct. basically you can go online and you download an emulator, whether it's Nestopia or Nesticle or some sort of NES emulator, and it acts like a front end for the NES. So right. you, you download it, and then you can download ROMs of video games. So the emulator is ah, trying, that's, yeah, so. Gotcha. An emulator tries to emulate a console as best as it can. So the, the hardware. It, yeah, it emulates the hardware yes. using a software program that yes. someone designs. Yes. And then ROMs, however, are not emulating anything because a ROM is an exact digital file of the game. Gotcha. So if you have an NES cartridge, take that NES cartridge and use a uh, – there's a hardware uh, device that can basically pull – the information that is on the read-only memory, mm -hmm. the ROM, mm -hmm. pulls it off of the circuit board, basically the chips that hold the information, and can create a digital file of it that gotcha. can be accessed by the emulator. Man, that's cool. Yeah, so a ROM is exact. There is no, as long as you have a clean dump of a ROM, basically mm -hmm. a downloaded version of what's on your cartridge that's saved to it, all the memory, all the files, all the data that makes that game exist on your Nintendo or Super mm -hmm. Nintendo or mm -hmm. N64. You take that, and the emulator can play that. And the emulator may not perfectly emulate the NES. It tries its best to make a software recreation of how the NES would read that ROM file. Gotcha, gotcha. But if you take that same ROM and you download that from, say, uh, let's take a, an expensive game, Little Samson, very expensive NES game, uh, some people sell it for hundreds of dollars, which mm. is stupid. And you pull the ROM off of that cartridge and then load that ROM up into another cartridge. It will play on the NES just like it's the real thing mm. because that ROM is the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, So ROMs are perfect recreations of what that cartridge would do. The downfall is the emulation side where not all emulators are perfect and there are little things where you can tell okay, that's emulated, that's not played on the actual original hardware. Mm -hmm. But things have gotten to the point where it's, for the older consoles, it's almost 
indistinguishable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you would never know the difference. If I showed you footage from an emulated system and the actual system, you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Gotcha. Aside from the fact that the emulator might look higher quality mm -hmm, just because mm -hmm. it's software right. emulated. You can blow things up and scale it for the older games that have a small resolution. Gotcha. So that's the, the basics of an emulation emulator and a ROM. The emulator is basically trying to mimic the console, and the ROM is usually from an actual cartridge, so that ROM is the exact game. Mm -hmm. So it is a preserved digital file of the actual cartridge's game. Gotcha. So it plays exact. Emulation has been around a long time and really started uh, for me in high school. It's the first time I ever experienced that. Now, you know, I went to high school in the early 2000s, so we're talking 2001 and on. So for some of you, I might seem old. For some of you, I might seem young. In that case, look at Gerald over there. He's, <laughs> he's got an interview right after the show. <laughs> for those of you watching the video version. Um, and the, so uh, I remember playing, it was the Super Nintendo. So it was called ZSNES. And that was my first experience with an emulation situation. I was playing Mario Kart in a lab computer in high school. Mm. I was blew my mind. The teacher didn't know about it. But these smart electronics kids figured out how they worked. And, you know, the emulation was okay back then. It was still stuttery. Computers weren't as fast as they are now. Mm -hmm. And the emulators have gotten better and better and better. And NES and SNES emulation, I would say, is, is near near perfect. It's at least as close as it can be. Mm -hmm. And it can play almost anything. So then um, there's always been this sort of issue of the legality of using an emulator. Emulators, perfectly legal. Because mm -hmm. the patents on the NES and things like that have run out. Mm -hmm. So to emulate the way it worked... Totally legal. Mm -hmm. You're emulating what that hardware did. The ROMs is the tricky part. Hmm. Because essentially, if I take Super Mario Brothers on NES mm -hmm. and I dump the ROM from that cartridge and then upload it to the internet for people to download, mm -hmm. yeah. is that infringing on anything or not? And I'm not going to tell you my opinion on it mm -hmm. until we get into it so mm -hmm. that I don't so I don't uh, uh, pervert your thoughts on mm -hmm. it. And that ROM file, of course, 100%, anyone would agree, if you take that ROM file of Super Mario Brothers mm -hmm. and try to sell it to people mm -hmm. so they can download that ROM, that is strictly illegal and wrong, and that should never happen. Mm -hmm. But someone who uploads it to an archive for other people to, to share with other people so they can use it mm -hmm. and experience that game in an emulator, that's where it gets a little bit... Mm -hmm. tricky overarching law would say that's illegal anyway mm -hmm. because you're duplicating a copywritten work mm -hmm. so for your understanding of it because you're not as deep into this which is a good thing mm -hmm. because you'll have a different opinion than a lot of us will right think of it like the old days if you remember when vcr showed up right we lived through the VCR age of copyright infringement where mm -hmm. you would watch movies and they would talk about how it's illegal to copy that movie. Mm -hmm. Don't you copy videotapes. So it's in the same vein of taking your copy of Batman, the 1989 film, mm -hmm. and using a dual head VCR and copying that tape to a blank mm -hmm. and selling it. Mm -hmm. That, of course, super illegal. Right. Copying it for backup and archival, mm, Mm -hmm. It was even to the point where, if you remember, I think it was football specifically, wasn't right, it? Right, yeah. Like, they, there's this thing where it was illegal. You should not be able to tape the the big game mm -hmm. and then 
for later. They were saying you should not be able to video record television. That's mm -hmm. illegal. It's mm -hmm. illegal to copy television. And there was a big court case about that, and I think it was found that it is not illegal mm -hmm. as long as it's for your own personal mm -hmm. use, because mm -hmm. that's the whole point. It's basically modern. It was the not. It was the old school version of DVR. Right. Was to copy. Well, I can't watch this. I work. I'll set my VCR to tape it. Watch when I get home. Right. And archive it in a way. And there are people who would copy TV shows for their own archival so they could go back and watch them again. Because kind of like back, their own personal Netflix or yes, yeah. you know, DVD set or whatever. Because back then it wasn't as easy to access television shows and they weren't releasing all, you know, TV shows didn't come out on VHS tape like they do on DVD now. Correct. Now you can get DVD sets, Netflix has TV shows, Hulu. But back then it wasn't, it was a way to archive it. And a lot of people see ROMs as an archival thing where you're preserving video game history. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into a lot of the details and the nitty gritty and there's there's camps all over the place. There's right. probably four different viewpoints of this. It's not black or white. There's a lot yeah. of gray area. Yeah, I'm I'm I have a I have a sort of a knee jerk opinion okay. that I'm interested in hearing about <clears throat> the different camps and I'm keeping an open mind and seeing yeah. kind of like you know, you know maybe that, that that does make more sense. Yes. Now why this came up from two viewers mm. of Digitally Distracted and the YouTube channel. This came from two viewers and it's based on a video I made mm -hmm. because emulation ROMs always sort of been there. I've used ROMs. A lot of people in the gaming community use ROMs especially for those old school games mm -hmm. and, and that's where my use was for the most part. And here's what's sort of happened. One of the more popular ROM websites that hosted those ROMs for free to download mm -hmm. and archive them fairly well and fairly safely, because a lot of ROM sites, it can be like, ooh, I got to download these ROMs. Ooh, am I going to get a virus right, using this website? Right, right. So one of the more popular ones, which is MU Paradise, mm -hmm. emulator, MU mm -hmm. Paradise. A lot of people say Emu Paradise. I don't know where they're getting that from. It's, right. It looks like Emu, but it's MU, mm -hmm. MU Paradise. Put out a statement. And I was at my computer, and I saw it through a tweet. They put out a statement that uh, they will no longer be offering ROMs. Hmm. They have removed all ROMs from the site. I was like, what? Right. So now, yeah. now, having said that, what other service do they offer? Like, D if that's their... Just archival. Okay. Yep, so you can download emulators and ROMs from their site, and they mm -hmm. can sort of archived right. pretty much Right, but any they're ROM. no longer offering ROMs, so it's just emulators that they're offering? Well, they don't do... They're really nothing now. Yeah, that's, that's my point. Yeah. 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 It's basically killed their site. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, we're not going anywhere. I'm like, well, nobody's going to go to your site anymore. Right. You know, Why? Just to download emulators would be right. the only purpose. And uh, no offense, because I was a big user of Emu Paradise. That's where I got all my, any ROM I wanted, I would go to Emu Paradise if I needed a one. And for me, it was more for translation patches. Mm. So to get a version of a game. So if I, there's people who will homebrew translate a lot of the Japanese games that I like to talk about on Fami Corner. Mm hmm. And for me, that's where ROMs come in because you have to patch mm. the Japanese ROM with this homemade translation mm -hmm. so that you can play it in English or mm -hmm. whatever language. And you can't do that with the cartridge. You mm -hmm. can't patch the cart. Mm -hmm. Well, I can. I don't have the hardware to do that. Mm -hmm. So I would download the ROM, patch it, and then use that if I needed to, depending on the game. Because some games on the Famicom, you might want to translate those to get the story elements or maybe certain menus, things like that. Most of the games I talk about on Family Corner can be played without knowledge of Japanese, without patches. But some, it it benefits you to patch ROMs to play them. So you can get the story. The reason it happened, I was working on a Family Corner that day. I saw the tweet, went, and the ROMs were inaccessible. And this all goes back to a issue. They basically got wet feet. They got a little scared because of Nintendo. Nintendo has been the most 
hardcore about sort of cracking down on ROMs. Well, they do have a lot of IP. A lot of IP. And with their services like the Virtual Console, they were still, in a way, selling and able to make a profit on these older games. Right. Where other companies, not so much, you know. And they sued two ROM companies for copyright infringement and loss of, I guess, sale. They were saying that they were making money on it. And these are not sites I used, and I can see where Nintendo was coming from. I can see both camps. They had, like, a lot of weird advertisements and things like that, and they were using, like, copyrighted material and their branding. And so the site made money in the sense of uh, that advertising on the site. So they're definitely bringing in money, and people are only going to those sites for those ROMs. And the other issue with those sites is they offered ROMs from much newer systems as well, which I don't think is cool. Like, if you can... My thing with ROMs is if you can buy the game readily, then you shouldn't be downloading a ROM of it and trying to get it for free. That's, I think, common sense right. would say that. If it's a game that you can access, I can go to the store and buy it right now, or I can go on the eShop and download it right now. Yeah, so there shouldn't be... You shouldn't be downloading 3DS ROMs. Right, You right. shouldn't be downloading PS4 ISOs right. of rips of Blu-rays. I That, I don't agree with at all. And <clears throat> they were suing these two sites, and MU Paradise got scared, and that's why they stopped because of Nintendo. And... A lot of people, rightly so, were upset at Nintendo and were disappointed in the way that MU Paradise responded because it was it was sort of a safer website when it came to downloading ROMs. I don't know about the other two. I can't speak for the other two. I never visited them. And very recently, I believe this in the month of November, the case settled on those two sites. And Nintendo won a $12.2 million lawsuit Jeez. against them for that copyright infringement. Will they ever get that money? Probably not. They right. just bankrupted them and right. turn over all the ROMs and everything. Right. So here are the, the questions. This is from Gaming with Spoons, who actually had a Q&A uh, question last time. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Tonberry King 128 With Nintendo buckling down on ROM sites, how do you think this will hurt the retro gaming scene and fan translations of games? Mm. Do you think emulation will die? Hashtag digitally distracted. And then Charles Stewart on the YouTube, on the, on the YouTube, he left a comment on one of our episodes saying, this is a part of a larger comment, but last thing, would you please comment on Nintendo doing the absolute insane thing of suing a married middle-class family, $12 million for running a ROM site? I mean, to me, I'm frustrated and kind of mad at them for this. There is digital backwards compatibility, small a small library for their consoles that do, pushing the Nintendo online service to purchase for those retro games. So it's scarce, mm -hmm. scarce digital access for certain Nintendo games, things like that. Um, holding out those games, making you buy them multiple times, that was a big issue. Uh, a lot of people's responses were Nintendo will have the virtual console. You would buy Mario, and then Wii U came out, you had to buy it again. Mm. You couldn't just direct... You could transfer them, I think, but you had to pay a fee, I think, to transfer some of the games. Mm -hmm. But keep putting out the same game over and over again, having you rebuy them over and right. over again. People didn't like that. And I get that. I definitely get yeah. that. But basically they're saying... There's no way to back up those games. There's no cross-save for older games. Uh, pushing out their mini consoles. Uh, just makes me want to skip Nintendo products for a while, just like I did when Microsoft tried their DRM fiasco right, 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 when right, the right. Xbox One launched. So really, they want to talk about this issue. And they're asking me and us about that because I did a video that day. The same mm -hmm. day I saw that tweet and MU Paradise went down, I made a video on it and... Uh, 
it uh, got a surprising number of views and a lot of positive response because I sort of, I didn't say that this was going to kill game preservation necessarily, but I said it sets a precedent that if ROMs cannot be archived and you cannot archive these old school games, does that mean video game preservation might die in the future? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, did, I won't give you my full opinion on mm -hmm. what I said in the video yet. So here's, just based on that, what are your thoughts on emulation and ROMs? Now that I've given you a full overview right. of what it is. Sorry for talking so long. I know a lot of commenters will be like, Dave, let Gerald talk. Right. I had to get it all out. It's part of context. I, I you know, needed to be raw at the speed. So what is your gut? You said you had a gut reaction. I did. What is your thought on the idea of uh, emulation? I don't care what your opinion is because it's totally legal. Right. <laughs> there right. is nothing. Right. You're emulating a system that is out of patent. There is no legal issue. Right. The gray area is ROMs. Mm -hmm. And selling ROMs, you and I would agree, right. that is messed up. Mm -hmm. That is basically copying a, a, a movie onto a disc and, and selling it to somebody. Mm -hmm. You should not be able to profit off of ROMs and archivals in any way. Mm -hmm. But the idea of pulling ROMs from old games, we're mm -hmm. talking retro here, mm -hmm. we're not talking about current, right? and making those available to people. I'm Give going, yeah, I'm going to side with Nintendo on this. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion um, because it is intellectual property. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, even though you're not making a profit off of it, you're kind of disseminating it, um, which in my opinion, I, I understand that there's no easy way to preserve these games. I get that. And, and I get how a lot of fans are frustrated by that. Um, me being one, possibly, I think I've dealt my hand. Yeah. Go on, Gerald. Yeah. yeah. So with um, your hot take. Right. Right. So, uh, but, but that sort of frustration and anger is also how you get these larger businesses to change their practices. So if that frustration is being, um, soothed by ROMs, Okay people really aren't going to have a need to go to Nintendo and say, Hey, this is a problem you need to address because they're already, they're having their needs met. So if that dries up, the, the ROMs dry up and this frustration and this anger builds and, you know, Nintendo has a, has a very um, loyal base. If they say, Hey, you know, the loyal base, we, the loyal base are very frustrated with your inability to, to offer these, offer your older IPs to us that we know and love. Um, you need to address this. We will pay you for it. Now, now keeping in mind, this is not addressing buying games several times. Okay. So I, I do, I do want to, yeah, there's a lot of, see, that's what's yeah. it, tough. It's going to be tough to get through this in one episode because there are so many little yeah. pieces of this argument and this discussion that we're not going to have time to get to, but we'll try to do the broad sense at least yeah. here, maybe address things in the future. Yeah. But go, keep so, going. so let's, you kind of, for the sake of argument, let's, let's ignore that very important detail. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just say, you know, we're, we're willing to purchase, you know, this, this IP that we know and love, the problem is, is you're not offering it. So we can't, we don't have the op opportunity to buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I see that as kind of being, being the larger issue here. And, 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 and I do feel as though the base, again, barring that disclaimer that I just said would be 
uh, willing to purchase something direct from Nintendo should they offer it. Though the problem is that they're not offering it. Now, that does not that's not an excuse in my opinion to download it as a ROM even if it is free. So here's the other issue though. Yes. Nintendo can't offer it. They're not offering it in any physical format. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're offering they these old IPs, at least they were on the mm-hmm. virtual console. And mm-hmm. now, so virtual console was great. It mm-hmm. brought back a lot of stuff as a way to download and purchase and legally have a licensed version of these older games and on a system that you could play and access. Mm-hmm. Even though they themselves, these games were being emulated mm-hmm. just with Nintendo's emulator on the Wii. And then the Wii U got its own virtual console. It continued. It transferred over. All those games still accessible. And now the Switch, they've made it pretty clear the virtual console is not happening. There will not be a virtual console. Wow. So you actually can no longer soon, will no longer be able to purchase virtual console games. So that is now dead. Mm-hmm. What they've done now is they've finally introduced Switch's online paid service. Now, this is the first service that Nintendo has offered. Yeah, explain this to me. I'm, I'm unaware yeah. of this. So PlayStation, we have the PlayStation Online. Correct. Uh, Xbox, you've got Xbox Live. Right. Okay. Uh, Nintendo, their online play, multiplayer online play was usually free. And there were issues with that. Servers were not always great. There was a lot of disconnects, lag, in, especially in Smash Brothers, things like that. They have finally, I think it was September it launched. Officially, Nintendo's uh, online service is now active. I think it's like like most of the others, I think it's the cheapest, but you know, like four or five dollars a month, right? For online, and that allows you to do online play and other things like that. And the servers should be better because we're paying for it. I have not started paying for the Nintendo Switch service, I'm only doing PlayStation online, that's all I pay for right now. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus, as it's known, and PlayStation Plus, we get those free games every month that we can download, right? That's the other benefit of PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus that and being able to play online. With Nintendo, they are offering, with their online service, access to classic games. So they've taken the virtual console Mm. and they've monetized it monthly with certain games. Mm -hmm. Here's the issue, though. PlayStation Plus, um, those games, if you download a PlayStation Plus game, as long as you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can play it. But if you get rid of PlayStation Plus, you can't access that game. You know that much, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's say I get a discounted game because of PlayStation Plus, which right. you've been dealing with, with uh, some Black Friday deals and things like that. There's Correct. also PlayStation Plus gives you an extra 30%. If you spend any amount of money on a PlayStation Plus deal game, you keep it no matter what. Mm-hmm. So if, a, if I buy a game because I have PlayStation Plus, which gives me 50% off the game... Even if I get rid of PlayStation Plus, I paid some amount of money, so I keep that game forever. It's only the free monthly games that you don't keep. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo Switch's online service, similar to the PlayStation Plus service, those retro classics that you get by paying monthly, you cannot play those games if you ever get rid of Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, that doesn't archive those games. Correct. Because the virtual console service went down Mm -hmm. and eventually the servers for the switch, when the new console comes out and the switch service disappears, Mm -hmm. those aren't archived. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to access them anymore without an internet connection. Mm -hmm. So those aren't archived in that way, but you still side with Nintendo because they're, they're IPs. Okay. So I can see the most popular Nintendo titles. I can see that because there's ways to play them Mm -hmm. and access them. 
So you side with Nintendo. Well, what about other companies? Mm -hmm. What about Konami Mm -hmm. and some of the games that they had on the Nintendo, but Mm -hmm. Nintendo doesn't own those. Castlevania is not owned by Nintendo. True. So would you side that you still shouldn't download a ROM to play Castlevania because Konami owns it and Konami still exists? I I think, yeah. I think so so long as Konami doesn't support that activity... I think it should be prohibited. If they said, hey, this is going to be available to anybody who wants it, then I think that's fine. You're saying if a Konami put out ROMs, is that what you're saying? Um, Yes, or even if they were okay with... What, Konami makes a statement, hey guys, if you want to download ROMs, we're not right. upset about it. we don't have it. a problem with it. No company, I think, would ever say that. Why do you think that is? Because there's always that chance they can make money on it. Strictly business. Exactly. Exactly. See, which, is, which is what this is. Video games aren't business, Gerald. Video games are personal. <laughs> video games are personal. Now, th- and see, that's where I think so, that's where I think the line gets blurred a little bit. Is is you know, it's a people, different format, different media. But but it is and it isn't. It, mm. In that you know, people get connected to these forms of entertainment, this, this media, and they build these connections and they are passionate about them. And that's great. Um, but it still doesn't negate the fact that it still is intellectual property. But I think it's their fault because of the way that their intellectual property has been maintained. Let's go back to other mediums. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to, obviously, I would agree with you because I'm pretty sure you would say you should not pirate... Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. You should not go online mm-hmm. and illegally download that. You mm-hmm. should go buy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. How can I buy the film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990? Right. How can I buy it? Right. Uh, uh, Give me all the different ways I could purchase it. I don't know. I would just, I guess, maybe Amazon? Well, format. Sorry. Oh, Give me the okay, format. Okay, okay. DVD. Okay, I could buy it on DVD. Uh Maybe VHS, maybe. Okay, I could. Yeah, probably not new. I'd have to buy a pre-owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VHS. Yeah. Um, you could. It, I don't know if there's a digital download of it. I'm sure there's a streamable. I'm sure Amazon. You can rent it. Uh huh. Or you could probably buy it to own to mm-hmm. replay as many times as you want. So you could mm-hmm. buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. You could buy it on DVD. Mm-hmm. VHS will ignore because that's not enough, a retail fair option. Fair enough. Um, Blu-ray probably. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a Blu-ray remaster of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Netflix, yeah. a streaming service yep. that you can watch it multiple times. It may or may not still exist on there. Right. Okay. So formats, yes. they all exist. All right. Now that's the difference mm-hmm. between movies and games and other forms of media. Music, same thing. Mm-hmm. Early days of music, you'd get it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get it on an album. Uh, then it moved to cassette. You could buy them on cassette. You could buy them on CD. CDs mm-hmm. are starting to die out, but mm-hmm. you can still buy pretty much any song that's ever been released digitally through whatever music service mm-hmm. you use, iTunes or mm-hmm. Amazon Music or Google Play Music or whatever. Okay, And those older songs, mm-hmm. I'm talking, let's go, let's go even older than video games. Okay. So let's go 50s music. Mm-hmm. You can get plenty of 50s uh, released music mm-hmm. on these newer services. Right. Because those forms of media have continued to grow with the format. Right, 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 right. I think I see where you're going. Yeah. your thought. I think I see where you're going. Yeah. So media, continue. Movies continue to come out on the same form. So old movies from the, I can still get Chinatown starring Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. on the current format. The NES had NES cartridges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then we moved on to a newer system, newer cartridge system. We moved on to optical media. Mm -hmm. The NES format never changed and grew with technology. Right. So there is no way currently to buy a console or system or stream service that can play... Well, one, I can't play the cartridge anymore unless right. I still have a Nintendo that works. Right. I can't go buy a new Nintendo. Right. All right. And I can't put my Nintendo cartridge in the PlayStation. I can't put it in the Switch. Right. Because they didn't account for the the old format. So that old format did not grow. Right. Okay. It didn't go from Betamax to DVD to Blu-ray. Right. And all the movies continued. They didn't take the all the NES games and put them on an optical media that you could play on the newer Nintendo system. Mm -hmm. Even for PlayStation, there's plenty of PlayStation games that you have no way to play. Right. There is no way to play certain PlayStation games unless you have an original PlayStation, you bought the game when it came out, mm -hmm. or for the very few games that have been released on the PlayStation 3 and 4 classics line, where you can download, like Final Fantasy VII, of course, it's the big game. So only the most popular... Right. The one percenters of the video game IPs are still purchasable, at least digitally, right. and only digitally. There's right, right. We're not releasing uh, a new disc of the original Suikoden. Konami's not putting that out on disc so you can play it on your PS4 mm -hmm. or PS3. You can download it from the PSN store, mm -hmm. some of them, but not all the more obscure games. Right. So is that the whose fault is that? I think that is Nintendo's fault. Okay. Uh, so I would, I, I'm guessing I agree with you there. Okay. So here's the thing Does that make it okay to download ROMs? No. Why? <laughs> Just because it's, you're going strict black and white legality? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I, I think it, because if, if it is, let's say hypothetically, they, it's, let's say it's not. Um, something that they're overlooking. Let's say they're making a conscious business decision not to offer it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is that's their choice. They own the property. Um, it's up to them. Just because they have a rabid fan base, for example, who is hungry for this product, mm -hmm. does not make it okay to take. Hmm. Okay. Take. Take. Okay. Well, here's the here's the thing. So you would say, and there's there's plenty of people in the community, in the both web video community, in the gaming community as well that have that have a similar thought. There's at least two that I can think of, but I don't want to throw them under the bus. Sure, don't attack anybody. Uh, that they had a similar opinion, like ah, yep, it's illegal. Sorry, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be able to. And they made the argument. This particular person, and I know this person, but and it, but it still made me mad. Still respect them, eh. <laughs> but it made me upset because the way they described it was, um, their their response was just go buy it. Mm. I'm like, what? Just go buy it. Just go buy it. Okay, well, let's look at a game that you couldn't buy. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's a game that is not has not been released in any other way. Not available. Gotcha. It's not released on any current console. It's not available to download from any service. It's not available on Nintendo's eShop. It's not available as a virtual console item. Mm -hmm. It's not available as a classic item. Mm -hmm. So the only way that you could technically play that game mm -hmm. 
is if you have the original console mm-hmm. and you buy it used from someone. So this is a game you didn't grow up with. You didn't know about it, but you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I never knew about that game. I want to experience that game. Mm-hmm. I want that to be part of my gaming history, mm-hmm. part of my gaming uh, resume. Mm-hmm. I'd love to experience it. Mm-hmm. But the only way I can do that is to find a used copy of mm-hmm. it legally. Mm-hmm. And that's what this this person said. Oh, you just need to go, you need to go find a used copy. Well, isn't that isn't that the moral question with a lot of things, you know, whether it's, I mean, you can justify a lot of things that are legally wrong or morally wrong by saying like, but I just, I just wanted it. Don't I have well, the right to, I, why don't I have the right to experience exactly. it? Exactly. I mean, I you saying. can, you can use, you can justify anything that way. Well, I would say it's different because of that format issue. Because the issue is other forms of entertainment media right. have progressed with the format, and gaming has not been able to or chose not to progress in a way that archived these items. Right. I mean, you you can you can you can justify it however you like, you know. And and I'm not saying that that's that's um and that's a good or a bad thing, you know. Like I'm, it, you know, it's it's. Oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to read these comments. Yeah. Oh, oh, and and and, and that's fine. <laughs> it's that's, gonna get intense. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully it won't. Actually, our our viewers are nice. Yeah. They probably won't. Yeah, but yeah. they will strongly disagree with one of us. And that's fine. That's okay. I'm fine with that. So <laughs> you're you're tough. You're tough. You're a tough cookie. So Again, here, I'm I'm uh, again, like I'm yeah. trying to keep an open mind. Like I'm right. just from from everything that you've explained to me so far, this is just kind of the way that I see Here's it. Here's that game I referenced. Was that this? I don't even know. So I referenced that game before. I think it was the last episode. Mm-hmm. Little Samson. Yes. For the NES. Mm-hmm. Several hundred dollars to find that to get that game. Right. Okay. It's a game that when it was released would have been the normal retail price, which we'll just say for say it was probably more. We'll say sixty dollars. It was a sixty dollar game. Came out for the Nintendo long ago. You might not have even been born when it came out. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're a fan and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, Little Samson is touted as this amazing platform game. Mm-hmm. And I have no, there is no way to play it. I didn't have an NES growing up. Mm-hmm. I can't buy a new one. Mm-hmm. It does not help the developer of that game to put the burden on me to go buy a used copy of it. Mm-hmm. Me buying a used copy of Little Samson on eBay mm-hmm. does not benefit the developer right. or the company that, with you. that owns that IP. I'm with you. So why is it okay to resell games... And that person make hundreds and hundreds of dollars of profit mm-hmm. if they've kept it for resale purposes. Mm-hmm. Why is that okay? But it's not okay for me to download a ROM to where no money is being exchanged right. at all. Right. Nothing is being purchased. Right. The developer is not losing any money. Mm-hmm. Nothing is being stolen. Yeah. Well, I think I'm it... experiencing it. Why? Why is that not? Why is that worse? Right now, I'm, I'm obviously no no lawyer here, but I think it comes down to. I mean, personal property, you know, I mean, the same thing can be said for uh, anything, a TV, a car, anything, you mm-hmm. know, I think the problem is sort of when you mass make it massly available, you know, or you duplicate more than your one copy of it. So let's say you bought, you bought your one copy of it and you're sort of given that license for that one copy. Right. Now that's the other thing that, that gets tricky too, is buying a game, a license to play it or a license to own it. Right. I, I know, mm-hmm. unfortunately for my argument, 
it's a license to play it. Mm-hmm. You have the license to play the game. It's mm-hmm. this is this is you're br- purchasing this cartridge, mm-hmm. which gives you access to play it. You're not owning this, right? And 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 that actually that actually lends itself into this argument where you're sort of saying, okay, I am selling my license to play it to right. play it. Yes, yeah. and I would agree with that because that's the same way with a DVD. If I buy mm-hmm. a DVD, I don't right. own that movie. Right. I can't rip it and do anything else. Right. I and, want with and, it. And the price comes down to like, you know what somebody else is willing to pay you for it. So that's on the buyer's end. And that's the issue is that some of these games have gotten to the point where there is a standard price. You cannot get it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm never able to experience that game because of the issue of the price wall that has been raised or rarity of something. Correct. So I should not ever be able to experience no, that. No, 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 no. If, if you're able to save up or whatever. Um, hey, if you want to experience that game, you're going to have to go broke. Right. Well, exactly. So let's say... If you want to do it I, legally, I, you should be broke. I want the experience sorry of, for the wait, lack wait, wait, of... Wait a minute. Sorry for the lack of comedy in this Right, episode. right. <laughs> I want the experience of owning a New York penthouse. I, I, okay. <laughs> I deserve that experience. I don't feel like that. Now, 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 it's extreme. It's extreme. It's extreme. But it, you know, I'm just making an example. Right. I guess. I guess. I feel like those don't aren't quantifiably similar though, because that's that's um because that's something you can go buy new. Well now now let's say or have you, built. You you say you say quote unquote going broke for this little Samson. Okay? Well not not for little Samson, but some other Right. So stuff, let's yeah. say it cost three hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or some exorbitant amount of money that yeah, you're not willing to pay let's say little samson to buy a used copy from a reseller we'll just for the sake of argument say right. it's a thousand dollars okay now you won't go broke paying that most people exactly now if you were a 15 year old with mowing lawns for the summer and you're saving up you could potentially go broke i'm putting all my money into this game and that's your decision you know okay so if you as a very passionate, you know, you know, collector, hot-headed, <laughs> want this. If it is that important to you, you can completely go out there and buy it. Now, see, for me, my argument in the video was not that I want it all or mm-hmm. that I want it. It was me more worried about the future generations because mm-hmm. that was my thing of archival and preservation Mm -hmm. so to me i am passionate about these games and i don't like to look at them as just these are you know uh fleeting Mm -hmm. experiences that don't mean anything and my thing is more the younger generation being able to experience these things and archiving these things for the future Mm -hmm. because here's the thing yeah nintendo owns it or these other and Nintendo's not even a good example because they're probably the they're better at maintaining their ips than other companies are Mm -hmm. Because some of these companies, they don't even exist anymore mm-hmm. that made some of these games. Mm-hmm. So they're so, not going to be able to re-release l- them. L- l- let me say this. And I, this is something I just thought of hypothetically. So let's say I own a video game. I own my one license of this okay, video so game. Okay, so you own, we'll see, you own the cartridge of a yeah, game. Yeah, You purchased it right. when it came out. Right. Um, and, and let's say, through technology, I have the ability to... To temporarily say, Dave, I know you really want to play this game. Let's say you contacted me, and I have the ability to let you play this game for a week. Like I, you give me ten bucks or whatever, or even for free. Mm-hmm. Say I'll I'll let you play this game for free. I'll keep the license, but I will I will loan it to you. You know, just because you want the experience. Okay, so blockbuster. Right, right. 
would, which was a thing you could would, game rental. Would that satisfy you as a collector to say I I experienced that? Oh game. no 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 no! Now or there, oh, the word you just said there, the word you just said there. I don't want to end this conversation. I'm not coming at this as a collector. Okay. I'm not saying my thoughts on this are not based on collecting. Okay. So as a gamer, because I think collectors. I think the word collector is a dirty word, okay. especially when it comes to this, because a lot of these, mm, I want to say bad words, a lot of these DBs, not decibels. Right, I'm with you. French, I got you. French for shower. I got you. Shower sacks. Right. A lot of these shower sacks out there right. are collectors. Now, I look like I have a lot of games, and I do, for the most part, I do have a lot of games, but I would not say I'm a collector just for collector's sake. Mm. It's more just, I like to... <laughs> If I see a game, I'm like, oh, I want to, I want that taken care of. I want it saved, archived. Mm -hmm. I want to be able okay, to access okay. it. But that's a separate argument because a lot of times these collectors have this sort of this mindset. I can't think of the word, this sort of elitist mindset where, and it comes back to that person, like, oh, you should just buy the game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's a very collector's mind. Well, if you can't afford it, then you don't get to play it. Mm -hmm. You don't get to experience it. You don't get to go to the museum and look at that piece of artwork mm -hmm. and experience it because you can't afford to travel to Italy mm -hmm. to see it. Mm -hmm. And that mindset of, oh, yeah, you'll never get this game because you can't afford it. Or, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I have this prototype and I'm never going to share the ROM. Because mm -hmm. there have been experiences in the past where these games that were thought to be lost to time mm -hmm. were snatched up by collectors in some auction right. or some private, you know, some estate sale or something. And then they sort of hoard it over people. I'm like, oh, would you please just dump the ROM so other people can experience it? Like, nope. Mm -hmm. You can buy it from me for 10 grand and you can dump it. Mm -hmm. That, the elitist, that's disgusting. And that's mm -hmm. why I don't want, in this aspect, I don't want collector to get okay. caught up. Okay. Because it's not, it's not an idea of so, I want it all. It's okay. not, I want everything for free. That's not what it is at all. Point made. So would you be, um, shower sacks, right? W would you be placated having that experience? Um, a rental experience, that rental experience saying yeah. I was able to play. Yeah. That would solve the issue, but you're now able to continuously profit off of this IP. To the point where you're going to profit more than you spent for your license. I mean, isn't so at that point uh, it becomes weird? Which is why in Japan, I believe in Japan, uh -huh. it was illegal to rent video games. Uh -huh. Whereas here, you could rent video games from video stores. Right, but right. I think or, 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 I'm, they'll or correct even, me. But or in Japan, even, it was illegal. Or even uh, yeah, or, or even buying it used and then selling it back. You know, that's a that's a make a lot of money doing that. If you're a, re a dirty, dirty right, reseller, right, 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 which right. I have never, like, here's the thing. I have many a duplicate of certain games, mm -hmm. and it's this weird thing. I, like, don't want to sell them. And it's it's not because I'm hoarding them. Mm -hmm. It's because I don't want to, I mean, I guess I could just put them up for really cheap, I guess, if mm -hmm. I wanted to get rid of these duplicates. But I'm, a lot of times- Go, I, Couldn't you give them away? I could give them away. There's certain ones I would be fine with giving away. I just had to figure out the way to do that. Why only certain ones? What do you mean? The duplicates, right? Yeah, the, right. as in okay, the, those as certain, in those duplicates. I, I thought you meant I, I thought you meant certain duplicates. I'm oh no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Oh you. no, no, no. Now I will say certain duplicates because I do have games where I will have a backup of it, mm -hmm. and a lot of those are disc based because sure. of the whole disc. And I get that. Thing. I, I get that. I yeah. get that. I yeah, get that's that. more for my favorites. Mm -hmm. Like, do I have two copies of Final Fantasy IX? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because come on, amazing, mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. So. 
And yeah. So this, oh, you Sorry. smack Sorry about it, that. baby. Sorry about that. So the, <laughs> the rental idea, so basically a private rental. But then you're setting up a business, and then you, it'd be a whole different thing. Sure. I don't even know if you could yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know either. Not on a, this not is all on hypothetical. A, yeah, not on a mass scale. But why wouldn't you want to just be a kind-hearted individual that offers free rentals? Because here's the thing. You're doing it to me right now, you s- SOB. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you son of a boy. Right. <laughs> You're renting two of my games right now. It's true. Right? Two? Is yeah. it two? Uh, two or three. I have to... So Gerald is borrowing mm-hmm. a couple of my VR games. It's true. Currently. Yep. Is the sharing and archiving of ROMs just mass scale loaning? Because I'm not well, giving you my cart to keep. Right. But you get the ROM to keep, right? I don't know. What is keeping? It's a digital thing. It's not a physical thing, right? Right, but I mean... So do you you really keep it? I mean, it's on your... If it's on your hard drive or thumb drive or whatever. I guess. Yeah. I mean, just like like any of these these carts, whether it's disc or some other cart, like it's a digital product. Mm -hmm. It's housed, you know, so it can be read in this certain specific way. True. So how? So it is different. Is it different? Um, I. So you say that would come back and be like, no, that's copying. You're basically copying me. Right. I. I. I I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little confused. I, I. I lost my train of thought with, as fast as we're going. Um. All right. So train of thought has been lost to time. So let's let me reestablish the question. Okay. I think it was a question I made. I pro- I posed. So what I was saying, you were talking about renting, and then we got into borrowing, mm-hmm. and I was saying, isn't me dumping a ROM from an NES cart that is not purchasable and uploading it online, me just lending it to people? No, because I think it's the same as, hey, Dave, let me make a copy of those video games, um, but you're doing it on a scale that is potentially infinite, you know? So me borrowing these games from you, it it's it's you're basically loaning me your license. You can't play it right now, mm-hmm. so you're loaning it to me. Mm-hmm. So 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 the fact that that loaning means that the initial person can't play it while the other person's loaning it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I tried. The <laughs> all right. So let me try to. Here's the thing. You might not be as passionate about old school games, which makes it harder for you to have that mindset, which but, is but, good, right? Which but is but good. also, but also easier for me to see it for what it is, because sometimes Whoa. the passion blinds one. You basically, in a roundabout way, said it makes it easier for me. It makes it easier to see it the right way. <laughs> is essentially what you just said. Disagree. <laughs> um, yeah, my thing. Let's get back to. Preservation. Okay. Preservation. Okay. After a game break. Whoa! All right, so we've got a very long and phallic package here (laughs) from John Hicks. Hey, John. Thank you, John. This is sent to, oh, to Game Dave, P.O. Box 1695, Dover, Delaware, 19903, Planet Earth. I'm really glad you put that there. I think you're real funny. Yeah, John, that's important. So let's take a look here. This is from old funny from John Hicks. Funny. Well, thanks, John, for sending something in. We got some. I'm excited. Taped up little postery looking thing here. Yeah. All right. Let's put that little tape there. Ooh. Oh, that's fresh. 
Mmm. Mm, that's fresh. Let's see what we got here. Let's, it seems I hope it's like a giant can of Pringles. To be a poster. Hey, yeah, it's just Pringles. <laughs> hey, man, why don't you pop? Look at this. All right. Do you need a, do you need a hand here? Me. I don't want to open it yet. I'll hold it. You hold that. Got it. All right, let's see here. Something else in there. Oh. Oh, this might be... I've got a note. A note. A just note. Like it was in a bottle. Always, yes. Did you find this in the sea? I did. It was sent via uh, boat. What mm. do you call that? What's that? There's surface mail, surface to air mail. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Boat mail. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't want to ruin Boat mail. Can you send that via boat mail, please? <laughs> That'd be great. I don't want to ruin Planet this. Earth, mind you. Oh, good Lord. Whoa. You got a full-on note. <clears throat> it's like a scroll. Look at this. Here's the problem with scrolls. <laughs> right. The constant roll. That's why it needs the little bar there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mr. Game Dave. Ooh. Hey, this is Social Lizard, who you responded to in your video games slash art episode. Mm. Oh, well, thanks. My real name is John, which we've just learned. Yeah. My buddy and I are big fans of your show. Well, shout out to you and your buddy, John. We also like Gerald a lot, too. Hey, well, that's thanks, nice. guys. Well, maybe not after this episode. <laughs> it's obvious you guys are good friends. Even though I didn't even know he had moved. <laughs> We're probably roughly you guys' age. We're both 37. Been nice. friends since we were 14. That's awesome. Yeah. We appreciate that you're both thoughtful about how you approach subjects, yet don't seem to take yourselves too seriously as you keep things light and fun. Again, until this episode. <laughs> I also consider the PS1 my favorite console. It's because it's the best. JRPGs <laughs> being my favorite genre. It, because they're the best. Like you, I also grew up playing... Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, nice. starting with second edition, and consider Baldur's Gate one of my favorite PC games. Ah, I could go on. Yeah, I love Baldur's Gate, by far one of my faves. On to the item. Many years ago, I used to work at a record store, and we'd get promotional items. I would randomly take whatever posters the store was going to throw away and give them to friends, sometimes as gag gifts, if the movie was terrible. I recently found a buttload of posters that never made it to friends' hands. I have no idea what I'd do with an old Shanghai Noon poster. Wow. But figured maybe you'd enjoy it as you're a fan of Jackie Chan. I hope you do. <laughs> you were the first person I thought of when I saw it. Isn't that wild? Or maybe it creeps you out that some <laughs> old dude thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not in that way. I've got a woman. Been together 10 years this year. Congratulations, John. That's yes, great. Yes, congrats. Yikes. I mean, wow. Yay. Kidding. She's my best friend, too. Well, regardless, that's a good shout out. You're going to yeah. No, you won't be sleeping on the couch anytime soon. <laughs> well, regardless of how creeped out you are, the poster is yours. A thank you of sorts. My very best wishes with your show. John Hicks, Social Lizard, October 25th, 2018. Wow. What a what a thoughtful letter. I'm they, you have that. a great community here. Almost too good. You know? <laughs> Shanghai Nights, by far my <laughs> favorite. No. Uh hold it. Just hold it straight up, right in front of the mics. All right. Here we go. There they are. Look at that. Exclusive video bonus edition. Shanghai Noon. Two thumbs up from Roger Ebert. There. Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. Oh. How awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. That my, is fantastic. You know, that is my first ever Jackie Chan related poster. Despite what you want to say about this being the white version of Rush Hour. Come on. That's fantastic. It's a buddy movie. It's a buddy movie. Without Chris Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I got something to watch. Right? I don't have to watch him tonight. Right? 
celebrate. Thank you so much, John, the social lizard. That is cool, man. What an awesome piece of fan mail. That was so fun. Now let's get back into being angry. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on that game break. Um, Back to the topic at hand. So I, I wanted to get back into, sure, yeah, I can, even in my video, on mm-hmm. the death of video game preservation, which is mm-hmm. what I titled it, because I, that was more clickable. <laughs> <laughs> but I do really feel like it is the death of video game preservation. Here's the th- here's the thing. Okay. Back to my movies and music argument. My argument is no longer about legality, because even in my video, I said there is no question. There is, even though there's a gray area in the moral understanding of this entertainment mm-hmm. and the experiences, mm-hmm. there is no argument of the legality. Of ROMs, because yes, buying the license. So I'm not disagreeing with you about the legality. I'm disagreeing with the fact that this is a legal issue that should be bent. Mm. And this is where that gray area shows up, where the greater good of ex- mm. of these experiences, this is a greater good argument. That is, that's a slippery slope, yes, my friend. This is a greater good argument where I disagree with the legality when it comes to v- video games. And I totally say, yes. Technically, it is illegal. But here's the thing. I wonder if if that website that did get sued by Nintendo okay. did not have ads on it mm. and wasn't making any sort of profit. Right. Because, again, they are not sites I supported. Right. If they were making zero profit, would that lawsuit have gone through because again i don't know the judges i don't know if it how it was argued how the case was argued interesting because here's the thing you think there was a young retro gamer on the the judge right on the judge of the judge the jury whatever it was mm-hmm. were the judges retro gamers would they have the the connection and understanding to get the difference here i don't know but yeah. i think either way mm-hmm. the way the outcome happened it is what it is mm-hmm. The my problem is the precedent that could be set mm-hmm. that comes down the line that frightens ROM websites and archivists. That that's my fear, where people are going to be afraid to even do things. There's the hacking community. Mm-hmm. So great example. I didn't bring this up in my review, but it's something I'd love to talk about right now. <laughs> I I recently, the last episode of Family Corner was New Ghostbusters 2, which again, Gerald doesn't watch any of my videos. I released this around Halloween, a little bit after Halloween, because it took me a while to make it. New Ghostbusters 2 is, is, to me, the best old school Ghostbusters game ever made. A lot of the Ghostbusters games were trash on the Nintendo. And New Ghostbusters 2, there was a licensing issue, so this game could not come out here. Hmm. And it was made by HAL Labs, the same people that made Kirby okay. and many other amazing games. And you are you can be any of the four Ghostbusters and Lewis Tully even if you want, because oh, it's wow. based on Ghostbusters 2. That is 2. cool. And it's a very quick sort of action game where you are collecting all the ghosts in each level. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. go up to a ghost. You beam them with mm-hmm. the proton beams, and then the other, you pick two characters. The other one is a computer-controlled character. Right. By pressing the other button, they'll send the trap out and catch them. So they'll mm-hmm. automatically walk over and trap. So you're bust-catch. It's a very quick, fun, simple game. Very satisfying. Short, sweet, delicious. Mm-hmm. And there is a couple of 
ROM related things that I could have talked about in the video, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to stain it with that conversation. I wanted to focus on just how good the game is. So I didn't want to get into it. <clears throat> the hacking community. Mm -hmm. So ROM hacking is another very big community. Right. Um, where they will take retro game ROMs and modify the code and the ROM itself to either make a different game mm -hmm. or maybe a remixed version of a game. Mm -hmm. And they've done that with new Ghostbusters 2 where they took new Ghostbusters 2 and they modified it graphically mm -hmm. and made it better. Mm -hmm. They modified the sprites. They modified um, the way the proton packs look. They look more like the ones from the film. Gotcha. The suits look more accurate to the movie. Vigo is modified so he doesn't look like he's bald because right. in the final scene uh, where you fight Vigo, yeah. his hair is pulled back weird mm -hmm. and the painting makes it look like he's, he's bald, he's bald yeah. instead of having long flowing hair. Right. So that was another little uh, change they made. Uh, but here's the thing that I think spawned the change, and they released this hack as New Ghostbusters 2 Plus. Gotcha. And you could download it, patch the ROM, and you. play this updated version, which mm -hmm. is, in a way, the definitive way to play it, probably mm -hmm. the best way. It's mm -hmm. not the way it was intended when right. it came out. but So it's a hack. And in that game, in the old games, a lot of times Winston was forgotten. He was left out as a playable character. Mm -hmm. The Genesis game, you could only play as the three stupid white guys. Right, okay? right. Winston is awesome, all right? Winston's at a more... Awesome Ghostbuster. Mm -hmm. But in this game, Winston appeared. However, his color palette, I know the Nintendo can make the color brown. Oh, was it tan? He's like this weird bluish gray alien mm, color. Interesting. Very weird. So they modified his skin tone to be more accurate in this new Ghostbusters 2 Plus mm -hmm. hack. Mm -hmm. The hacking community wouldn't exist mm -hmm. if it weren't for ROMs. Mm -hmm. How does that work mm. in the legality argument? It should just never, that no, never, no, 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 never no. should so exist. I, okay, so again, I'm just shooting from the hip here. Shoot that, shoot that hip. <laughs> I'm thinking the hack isn't, like that's... Oh, the hack is... Completely legal. Can't argue that it's that that's illegal. It's completely legal. Because right. Because they took their own right. cartridge and right. Right. modified... Well, right. they didn't take the cartridge, right. they took the ROM and modified Right, but I understand what you're saying. Um, so are you, uh, is, are you trying... So what is your question, basically? So I thought your question was... Should that hack... Do you feel like... So in your world, mm -hmm. that ha hack would never exist. Are you okay, you're okay with that? Um, I'm... Because there would be no legal way for that person to share that hack. Okay, so... Because they couldn't put it back on a cartridge and sell it, because mm -hmm. that would be illegal. Um, Hacks couldn't exist right, without right. ROMs. Um, and in a way... This has never been fully argued at a court level. Mm -hmm. If it's even legal mm -hmm. to dump ROMs, mm -hmm. there is no precedent on whether or not it is legal to dump a ROM from so, a cartridge. So it might not even be legal to even dump the ROMs for your own archive. So, so what? So what you're saying is so what? So the question you're asking me is: Is this, are you okay with that being the law? Because without it, because. Otherwise, this hack would not have been created. This art would not have been created. Yeah, there's people. There's people who would probably have never gotten into game programming if it weren't for ROMs. Yeah, I'm, and I'm completely fine hacking. with that. You're, you're fine with I'm that non-existing. Yeah, so you're I'm fine. fine. With that. Because, you heard it here be, first. Gerald will kill your dreams. Because because let me because here's the thing. If if the hack is to make the original more accurate, if 
that hack. Right. That and, and this That's is this a, is this is the only one we're talking about. This is the only one we're talking about right now. Right now, it's the only one we're talking about. Um, there's nothing to tweak. There's nothing to fix if the original um, is. Are we talking about if that exists or not? Is that what we're talking about? Or are we talking about if, if if I'm just saying, are you okay with that community not existing? Because here's the other thing: there's also hacks where they'll take the base game and mm-hmm. they will create. There's there's a Castlevania mm-hmm. hack that makes almost an entirely new game. Oh, that's cool. There's also one that takes I think Castlevania two, which is considered mm, tricky because there's a lot of issues with it, and mm-hmm. it goes through and fixes so, a lot of those so issues do, to make it like wow, this is so such you, a better you need, game. You need the original ROM in order to play the, the hacked version. The only way to use hacks is with a ROM. Yes. Okay. The, the so, only so, way so to I play just want, it I don't, Yeah. So let's not get distracted here. So you're saying. Take away the original ROM makes the hack inaccessible. Yeah, there's no and, way and, you can do that. And am I okay with that? Yeah. Yes, I am okay with so that. So you're okay with the, the whole community not never coming to light? Because there could be thousands of kids mm-hmm. who got into programming and mm-hmm. coding and game development because of those ROMs and hacks. Sure. That would, you know, they might be. But there, there are clearly a hundred hundreds of other ways for them to enter that maybe but it's that thing of inspiration oh absolutely like it's 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 you know there there are other ways to um i would not have gotten back in here's the thing game dave Mm -hmm. probably would never have existed Mm -hmm. the way that it does now Mm -hmm. had it not been for emulation Mm -hmm. because in 2002 which I think is the exact year that I first experienced that ZSNES emulator okay. and those ROMs mm-hmm. at the high school. That was the first time I ever experienced it. Never, I was like, what is this? It's called mm-hmm. an emulation. It emulates the old games. And these are ROMs that you downloaded post. And it just kind of blew your mind. And it blew my mind. I was like, this is amazing. And it took me back mm-hmm. to my best friend's house in uh, first grade. Mm-hmm. And I would go over, or maybe it was third grade. I don't know, first, second, third, one of those elementary schools. I'm with you. We'd go to his house. My best friend, and he had the superintendent. We'd play Mario Kart all right. night, all right. night. And then he'd be like, I'm going to bed. And I'd be like, I'm playing Mario Kart while you go to bed. Right. And that brought back all, I was like, oh my gosh, I miss this old school stuff. Because at that point, I had I was into the PlayStation. Right. And the PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, that's where I was at that time, PS1, PS2 in high school. Mm-hmm. Those were the consoles. And I had sort of stopped there. I was still playing a lot of my older PlayStation 1 games, but going before that, prior to that, the, the Super Nintendo and the NES, mm-hmm. Game Boy even, those older consoles, had I, the older consoles were out of my mind at that point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I thought about. And I never would have gotten back into that nostalgia level and those old school games and the history of these old games and things I may have missed out on mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that. Because that re-inspired me mm-hmm. to bring those games out of the closet because I still had some of those mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games. That I, I had like two or three NES games left right. from when I sold all my old NES games. Mm-hmm. And that inspired me to get get an NES. Like, in a way, it brought me back into gaming more than modern stuff probably would have. Mm-hmm. Now, this was before the virtual console popped up. Maybe the Wii virtual console would have done it for me. Right. I don't know. So what we're what we're asking here is, does the ends justify the means? Well, that's always 
That's always the question. Right. Okay. Because here's the thing. It's man's law, but it's, it may not be God's law. That's true. That uh, ROMs are legal. That's true. That is true. So what I really what I want to know, Gerald, is what does God think about this? <laughs> Would God be upset about it? Because that's really all that matters. Right. right. It's true. You know what? It's a true statement. True statement. Who cares if these you know, these elitist collectors well, say, and, "Oh, it's illegal, so but, you should never be able to do it." Right. Well, you're not God. Right. Though I guess God does say to follow the law. Mm-hmm. Right. Tricky. Even if it's not his. Tricky. <laughs> I'm very confused. Let's get real spiritual all of a sudden. <laughs> it's a very it's a very delicate topic for many. Uh, you could tell from the the spawn of at least the one from Charles Stewart mm-hmm. on YouTube. He was very, very passionate about how he wanted to, you know, make his voice heard with his money. Mm. He's like, well, I will not support Nintendo properties anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he did with the Xbox one. Mm-hmm. And they listened. And, right. Exactly. And that's, and that's my point. So if, the Nintendo community said, because of this, we are not supporting the Switch. That would impact the success of the Switch, hands down. Absolutely. Nintendo would listen. Absolutely. They would be forced to okay. listen. So I will, we're going to disagree. I'm a greater good guy. <laughs> I've always been chaotic good when I play Dungeons and Dragons. You are more of a, uh, sounds like you're a little more lawful good. Maybe you should be playing Paladins, Jerry. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to let you play chaotic good if we start up a D&D group. <laughs> because... This situation right here, yeah. I so I would say I'm a, I'm more greater good on this. Okay. And the preservation thing is is I well, want to get back to that. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I like to think of myself more as more as um, maybe neutral good. Well, why don't you prove it? You know, <laughs> um, because if it's if it is an unjust law, you know, I think it's unjust for the greater good of video game preservation. I'm not saying anyone's well, no, being, no one's being necessarily hurt here's except for if the you, young people's you future knew, that's what's being damaged now now here's a question here does does video game preservation mean these games are being preserved at xyz location or does it mean that they're being preserved and are available for anyone to play at any time and experience this is another argument that one of those shower sacks brought up ah the, a very similar argument. Mm-hmm. They're like, people are saying, because I think, I don't know if they saw my video on it. Okay. They did not make a big video response on it. I did, and it, it I'm sure it was seen because it has several hundred thousand views, mm. which is not typical for my channel, which mm-hmm. is fine. I like my community. <laughs> but that video did very well. It reached more people than expected. And I have a feeling they saw my video mm-hmm. because one of the things they said, they kind of referred to people like me as sort of like just whining about mm-hmm wanting everything, which mm-hmm. is not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what did they say? They were like, they are like, they don't understand archival and pre- preservation. They don't know what that means, mm-hmm. these people. I was mm-hmm. like, you're talking about me. I know you're talking about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they basically pointed out that, you know, this stuff is preserved and it's archived. You just don't have access to it. And you shouldn't have access to it. You probably don't deserve, you know, oh my you don't need to just get access wow. to it. But they made the comment in the way that, yeah, all this stuff is archived somewhere. You just don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's okay or not? Should you be able to access that stuff? Just because it's in a museum doesn't mean everything's in that museum available. Well, you know, let's 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 look at this. And I just thought of this right now. The Disney Vault. Disney releases its movies. Okay. Um, Again, you know, they're, they're I'll, not always I'll available. I'll listen to you, but I will say... Film is very, very, it's so well, it different. Well, is, it is an experience, though, right? 
Yeah, but see, we change that experience when we play the game. That's why I said in my video, I said ownership to me is mm -hmm. where the greater good, tricky, chaotic, good stuff happens. Ownership changes with video games mm -hmm. because I think a movie is a movie, right? And yeah, it's like, oh yeah, but I interpreted the movie different than you interpreted it. But everything you see and everything that happens in the action is the same every time that movie's played, not with a video game. It can be super different. Your experience in Witcher 3 uh -huh. and the way you play that game mm -hmm. can be totally different than my experience. Maybe with so, but it is that is a limited distinction. Like, you're not going to be like, I play The Witcher 3 as a businessman. You know what I mean? Like, Fate. it's going to be... Fable. Right, right. But I'm talking about specifically... The Sims. I'm, but I'm talking about specifically The Witcher. You know, you're going to be like, did you use mostly magic? Did you use mostly... You know, did you use heavy armor or did you use light armor? Did you use a lot of magic or did you use two-handed weapons? Like, whatever. Okay, here's this then. Okay. I watch Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Okay. DeLorean comes out. Marty ends up in the past. He's got to get back. The, the It's linear. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Witcher, mm -hmm. how many things are there you don't have to do mm -hmm. to beat the game? And that's true too. So you have. Hey, like remember when he you went into this dungeon uh -huh. and there was all the there was the ice dungeon, like mm -hmm. ice dungeon. Mm -hmm. There was an ice dungeon. Mm -hmm. Experience is different. Mm -hmm. Different experience. I think it's significantly different because of the interactivity of it. When you add that interactivity, I, I think that the, I think you're the reaching art form. I'm reaching because that's what I believe. I think you're reaching. I think I'm reaching for the correctness. <laughs> but let's go back, and I'll let you fake win. Your argument for legality, because yeah. you're like, okay, what about the companies that don't exist anymore mm -hmm. that made these games? Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's the same thing, or at least again, I'm shooting from the hip here. So you'd still be Wait legally anti -mop? Yeah, yeah, because here's the thing. What about those painters, Da Vinci? Mm -hmm. You know, he's not available anymore. He can't make new work. Why? Because he's dead. These companies, they're dead. Mm -hmm. You know? Okay. So they can't make more releases. They can't make things available. They're dead. But I can go online and Google the names of his artwork mm -hmm. and see it and experience it. Mm -hmm. I can't do that without those ROMs. Mm -hmm. Different. Now, I can go up and yeah, I can look up and I can see that artwork. Right, right. I can and, do it online for free right, right now. Right, right, right. In an archived fashion right right now is that the same as seeing it in real life because you could make a bastardized version of you know of these games right yeah. or you could or it's called emulation because like i said emulation is not pixel perfect recreations because the emulation is doing its best job ah, its best estimation okay of emulating what the nes hardware would do so, when it presents that rom so technically uh-huh it would be the same as me looking at a picture of that picture. Uh huh. It's emulating the ROM to its the best of its ability. So mm -hmm. it is not the exact experience of me putting the NES cartridge in my NES and playing it okay. on a CRT television. Okay. Which you can't even do because you can't even get CRTs anymore. Right. So So there is no true way to play any game anymore because mm -hmm. CRT technology is eventually going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And they're they're not making new CRTs. Right, right. Do you think So the exactness of it is not I think you're reaching. Oh, uh, okay. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Know. Sorry, I just had to throw that. Fair enough. <laughs> because it isn't a pitch perfect three, the movie. I don't know. Right. Is there I'm, a third one of those? I don't know. It's not a pitch perfect recreation. Well, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to know. It's allowing you enough to where you'd be like, this is what it was like. What What is the law on, on artwork like this? Obviously, you can, the Mona Lisa, you can Google that. You know, and you can have yeah. that as your, and I feel as your like, background. As and your I desktop, feel like I'm not going to miss anything looking at it. You'd be wrong. Well, I don't know because you know how I feel about museums and art. Right, right, right. But but for the sake of argument, let's just let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the, you get the same thing. Oh, there's there's two eyes, there's a nose, it's a woman. This is a Mona Lisa. I don't know what the big deal is. Whatever. Hey man, this is pretty high res images you know, of the Mona Lisa. Let, on, let, let's just say online. hypothetically, hypothetically. Okay. okay. What does the law say? About that, uh, I'm curious. Because, oh, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. No, 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 no. Me, me neither. But I, I would be curious to know I in think, the context. I think of this there's argument. more. I think there's more law about those forms. Oh, of sure. Art. And that's sure. like, and that's the issue is that it's always that it's a legal gray area. It's like, mm, kind of. But I think a lot of that is just. I don't know, lawyers. Now, now any there law- is. Are there any lawyers that watch the show? Please drop it but again the legality aspect i know there's legal gray areas that i there's lines i'm more willing to cross than mm-hmm. you ah see and which now, i've now already does that make it right i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just saying for the fact of preservation and archival it it sickens me mm. that these companies don't care about these games the way we do because they are businesses they want but, to make money but even so that does just because you're more passionate about it does not make it your property all of a sudden Mm, property is kind of complicated because memories are property memories like in our mind (laughs) yeah that's my my Mm, memory my experiences are property. wow we're so you're basically you're not allowing me to have the property of those memories of those games because you don't want to maintain the format so that other people can experience them. This is the last thing I want to say because this is already getting long. Mm-hmm. And we barely scratched this. This has been a fun conversation. It's intense. We've barely scratched the surface. Um, the last thing I want to say is what I thought of the most mm-hmm. when I made my video. Mm-hmm. Like it or hate it, most people liked it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of thumbs up. Uh, good ratio. I expected a lot more hate when I posted mm. that, but I wanted to say it because I was very passionate about it. You know, I wasn't thinking <laughs> the same way as I am right now about mm-hmm. it. I just got it out and said it. Might be good for you to watch it after this. Sure. But the the person I was thinking of is the Game Dave fan that is not an adult that sees me talk about a game that okay. is inaccessible and they want to experience that game mm-hmm. and they have no way to do it because either it's financially limiting mm-hmm. they have no way to purchase it their mm-hmm. parents aren't going to see that experience the way they do and they're mm-hmm. like no we're not going to buy that $800 retro nintendo game right. from before i even made you with right. your mom right right <laughs> that's in case you didn't know that's how uh, children are made mm-hmm. then spoiler alert or there is no archival of this game it was lost to obscurity and i talked about it maybe mm-hmm. in a video mm-hmm. and i and i see the kids that i have met at conventions mm-hmm. that come up to me and i remember one in particular i don't know if i've told this story on the on the show ever maybe so i was at magfest several the music and gaming fest in uh, national harbor maryland and i was 
browsing the games there, and um, a woman comes over to me and says, "Hi, are you Game Dave?" I said, "Yes, yes, I'm Game Dave." I was like, "Oh, unique fan," and she said, "Well, my son." He's over there, and he was sort of shyly, like, waiting in the wings. Right. He loves your show, and would you be willing to meet him? I was like, yeah, of course. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here. Right. Uh, and this was, I was much smaller channel at this time. So this was years ago. Okay. Years ago. So I was, I don't even know if I had 10,000 subscribers yet. I may have had 10, 15,000 subscribers. So I was a pretty small channel for a kid to be that. Like, it was, it was pretty awesome. And, uh. So she she waves him over or whatever, and we're talking. I introduced myself. He said very little. He was super shy, starstruck. It was awesome. It was a crazy experience. And she just kind of told me about his story, and she said, "Yeah, it's not just it's not the new games, because back then I had done a lot of Wii U reviews mm-hmm. and a lot of modern stuff initially on the channel, and I was starting to get more into the retro stuff. So I assume maybe he liked the Wii U mm-hmm. reviews I did of mm-hmm. like Wii Sports Club and Wii Fit U." And um, she's like, oh, he really loves these old retro games. Hmm. And a lot of kids his age, I think he was eight or nine. He looked like eight or nine. And she's like, his friends, they're not interested. They're playing just the new games. They don't know anything about old Nintendo and Atari and Super Nintendo. This kid was in all this old stuff. And uh, she was just talking about how he watches your show because he feels like he can connect with you Hmm. and somebody to experience just this passion for the retro old school games with mm-hmm. and the and because at school the, the kids are like what what right. what are you talking about right life force right oh life force uh, yeah you like you care about that game I don't do. you what if I you had do. no way to ever see it again i guess you don't care i'm fine with that yeah you son of a gun <laughs> he's not you're right he's not a gamer he's not a gamer so um she told me this this now this is where oh killed me she says, well, um, it was funny. A while ago, he he was really sick. Hmm. And he they did some sort of like wish thing. And I was like, was it make a wish? I was like, maybe it was like, sound like it was a terminal thing. Right. They didn't know. It, it was, was like, serious enough to. He was hospital ridden yeah, for serious. a long time. Okay. And they did something. And what he asked for was a bunch of retro wow, game stuff. That is and super they brought sweet. him like an Atari and an old Nintendo and games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he somehow an mirac- old soul. Old soul. He gets it. And I'm even kind of an old soul mm-hmm. for my for my age. Um, and miraculously he got better. Wow. Probably because, because of all of those games. Because of the great archival of those old school I, No, that's yeah. not even that's not even what it was. But <laughs> so he got better mm-hmm. and she said he would watch Game Dave in the hospital and stuff like that. Wow. I was like, oh Right? Oh, oh like if nothing me. else ever comes of this channel, oh, I'm, at least I did right that. there, like Whew. that's pulled that off. Wow. And I remember because Corey and Try were there too, and they were like watching in the wings, and Corey was like, That was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> and I was like, right? Oh, made it all worth it. And um, so he talked a little bit, I just shook his hand. I gave him a button, gave him my last game, Dave Button. Look at that. And um, yeah, so it was just really, it was, she was like, Yeah, so it was so cool that he got to meet you. Thank you so much. He, he, he said very little, but. If you're out there watching, buddy, I, I'm still thinking of you. Yeah. And uh, leave a comment if you're still out there. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I I got a picture together, and I was like, I was like, share that on Twitter. I'd yeah. love to, you know, feel free to keep in touch. And she was like, Well, I just made a, the Twitter, so I'll try to figure out how to do that. And I was like, Oh, and it never, nothing ever showed up. I never, on it. Never heard anything. Man, that was years ago. Um, but that kid is the kid that I think of 
when I'm th- thinking about ROMs and emulation, because for a lot of these games, mm-hmm. that might be the only way he could experience them. Mm-hmm. Because the Marios and the Donkey Kongs and like this stuff, the Bomberman, like games that are just iconic, Kirby, we know that's not going anywhere. People are going to be able to, but what about that obscure stuff? If right. he's that much of a fan, if he cares that much about it, he's going to want to get into the, mm-hmm. like, just Famicorner alone, the import scene is stuff that I would have never known about. Right. Ever. I never would have been able to experience this stuff. Super Back to the Future 2, which we opened up on the show not that long ago. That's a game I never knew existed. Outside of, I mean, it was probably a lot of it. Emulation and ROMs are a way. The first time I experienced I told you I played a ROM of it. Technically, was that legal? Crazy. Crazy world. It's a crazy world. So that that's what I think of. That kid is like, oh, hey, sorry. It's not legal. You'll never, you can't experience this like Game Dave did. Mm-hmm. That's not, nope, you're not going to be able to. Especially for the companies that don't exist anymore. If there's no way to access this stuff anymore and the company's never going to release it in any digital format, mm-hmm. the used copy, say the used copies have all disintegrated to time. We talk about PlayStation 1 and the people who say that the shower sacks that say, well, you should, you should, if you care that much about it, you should go find a used copy of it and buy it. Mm-hmm. No matter what the price. What's going to happen 20, 30 years down the road when these discs disintegrate and the disc-based games are not accessible because physically they aren't, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And the companies, you think they're like, oh, we better make sure we we get all the ISOs and ROMs of these games for archival purposes just in case. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make them money to spend time archiving these ROMs. There's no financial benefit for them doing that. Mm-hmm. So when these are gone, and we didn't because it was illegal or frowned upon, mm-hmm. those games are gone. Mm-hmm. And then you have these old, just like old films that, the Doctor Who thing, where there's like these old Doctor Who shows, episodes that were lost to time because the BBC didn't think about archiving them properly, mm-hmm. and they're just lost. But they've been, some have been saved because of fans who copied things off of, those hardcore fans saved this art because they were thinking, forward thinking. Because mm-hmm. these companies, they're like, I can't make money. We're not going to give, you know, eighteen people a salary to download ROMs every day and mm-hmm. check them and archive them. We can't afford that. Right. We're not going to make money on these old games. Nobody cares about this crap. And then they're gone. Life Force is gone. Life Force is gone. Because Konami didn't care. I think it was Konami. I think it was too. That's where the greater good can't comes in. So in that respect, not even in that respect, would you bend the rules for that? I feel like I feel like that's a conversation for part two. Mm, if it ever happens. But no Q&A. There's just too much. But we want to say thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Digitally Distracted. If you have a topic that can be as intense as this one make sure you leave it in the comments you can also find me on twitter use the hashtag digitally distracted to make it easier for me to search for it comments topics questions for the q a if you want to send fan mail in it's p.o box 1695 dover delaware 19903 until next time i'm game dave i'm gerald thanks for getting digitally distracted with us